0: There's other things that we can do to demonstrate. Um, and uh, I, I don't want to have empty words. If I say something, I want to try to have some conviction about it. And I want to practice it and not just run my mouth and talk about it. And, and that's one of the things I'm hoping that we are able to accomplish on the precipice is encouraging people to not have empty words, you know, we we need to actually do the work.
1: We can't just talk about it. But we gotta we gotta hold each other accountable. We we're here talking about this, and like I say, what I'm talking about is things that I'm doing, but I could do more. See, now when I leave here now, I put it on the app what I'm doing, right? But I but I'm saying to you. Even what I'm doing, and I think I'm doing all at this time that I can, this still may not actually be enough for my daughter. You know what I'm saying? She may still need a little bit more. She may still need more time with her dad. You know? And I need to start creating that time because, like he, like he was saying, man, you can work all your life trying to get some money. And if, if your health bad if anything go wrong it you just it's, it's a waste you know so like he said his family is more important than anything and thats that's the whole thing right there that's the whole premise
0: Welcome to The Precipice. Hi. Kayler is my 14-year-old, and um, she's helping me with this trailer. I've taken the time to get a few uh, snippets from some of the recordings I've been doing with my friends. I want to say thank you to my friends who's been kind of helping me figure out the podcast. But, Kandler, you should know the reason I'm doing this is because I, I don't know how it works. I don't know how long it takes from when I hit publish for it to show up on Spotify. hmm So, and once it's published, it's out there. Yeah. So, anyway, I'm going to publish a trailer before I publish the very first episode. What do you think?
2: That sounds good.
0: Uh, do you have any uh, suggestions as we move through this uh, trailer? Uh, no, but I know most of my friends are excited. Oh, good. All mm-hmm. right, cool. Well, I hope everybody listens to this trailer. If you found this trailer, you found it just, you stumbled upon it. We're not promoting this at all. It's just kind of a rough draft of what's to come. But I hope you enjoy it. And we are on the adventure for truth. Candler, thanks for joining me on this uh, little intro.
2: No problem.
3: I started mixing mortar mix on an all-black masonry crew, learning how to finish concrete work. You know, they was uh, telling me, these damn Mexicans are going to take all of our work. And they wasn't lying. Mm. They come over here in the droves. They worked 14-hour days. They never took a break. The heat didn't bother them. And it wasn't but a year or so go by, I'm working on an all-Mexican crew. So I had to learn to speak Spanish quick. Hey, so Jeff when Jeff got here today, we're going to we're we're going to take a little
0: detour here, talk a little bit about business if you don't mind. Jeff, one of the things he asked me when when he sat down, he didn't ask me, but he told me. He said I need to hire somebody that can speak Spanish. Hmm. Why is that, Jeff?
1: Well, because um like he said they're going to work and they're not gonna. Most of the time, you have to make them take a, a lunch break, and they're gonna show up on time, and they're gonna leave, and they're gonna. They're not just gonna. It's like. I think the technology has really made uh, our children really soft, uh, in a way that, even if, even if you if even if you're in sports. You're soft because you don't play sound like football no more because you're in there playing Madden, you know. So it it it, it takes away from your physical skills and it i and it also isolates the kid, you know. Like I go pick up my daughter and sometimes I'm I, I'm working so I don't see her in a week, but we talking every day, but I don't see her. When I mean, she gets in the car, I look over there at her. She on the phone, so she's isolating. She's not, you know, like we talking. Two, dad, dad two foot dorm. away
3: might as well be ten miles
1: away. Right, and so that that and and what you getting? See, well, anyway, my job, I don't get to pick from a guy uh, that went to Harvard or went to. Georgia Tech. People I'm picking for either probably went to Penn State, State Penn, (laughs) or they dropped Hmm. out of high school. That's the pool I got to pick from. So, I'm already at a disadvantage. And then, the life they are looking for isn't a life that my job can give them. Because you got to work to get what. The life that I'm trying to live, you got to work to get it. The life that they're living mm-hmm. is what they see uh, or hear on it the, the music, the choice of music. And when they're hearing this, they're hearing something that's not real. Half of the guys that are telling you about what they're really doing, really not doing it. Right.
3: Yep. They didn't even grow up with music. Where they music say they really do. influences a lot of, sure. I've seen it uh, firsthand. And he's definitely right about the, uh, the labor pool that we get to pick from. And when I say the labor pool, I mean the American labor pool. Uh, Anybody willing to uh, walk 1,500 miles, get shoved in the back of a car, uh, dropped off in the middle of the desert, walk two more days in the desert, be picked up by somebody else, that guy's ready to go to work. So whenever he does get hooked up with somebody like uh, uh, me or Jeff, and we go, okay, you're in charge of this truck. You're in charge of this. I'm going to pay you this amount of money. With the Mexicans, I see the spotless truck. They check the oil. They check the air pressure in their tires. You know, they keep the maintenance up on it. They communicate. A lot of the American help that I hire that don't stay there because, you know, I, I do got some good American guys. There, there are good American guys out there. I'm not saying there isn't. But some of the newbies that I hire, especially the younger ones, they get the check. They got to be almost completely dead broke before they come back to work. And if they ain't completely dead broke, they're, they're, they want to borrow money. And I'll show up tomorrow. Loan me a hundred today, and I'll be here tomorrow. So you have to pay them in advance.
1: And I said, "What do you consider a, a a day's work? You know, and and if you if you say two hours or three hours, I can't, I can't hire you, because the way I was raised, eight to ten, I mean eight and up is what a man works. My my father, dad taught him that. He taught me that. If I if I if I get out of bed and I can't do eight hours at least." I feel like I feel yeah. because my bills are steady climbing. And if I do two hours, that means I'm six hours behind on a bill somewhere, yeah. you know. But these my cats, the they'll come in for two hours. If I tell you, you say, hey, man, I got a second job just came in. Man, my ride is already on the way. And then I'm like, that's the reason why your ride is on the way, cause you ain't worked enough to get your own ride. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. And it, and it, and and so and then and then they got this thing like you disrespected me. Now all of us know disrespect. When they say disrespect now, it don't mean what we think disrespect That's right. is. Yeah. I
3: totally agree
1: with that. Mine is like okay. If I tell you I want you to come to work in uniform, right? I'm a small business owner, so they figure, well, you ain't like FedEx, but if FedEx tell you come in that uniform, you in that uniform Mm -hmm. or you don't work. So if I say that the first day, it's like talking to my child. Uh, I want you to pick up that paper. That's what I'm going to say to him the first time. Well, if I come in the next day, that paper the same way, I got to get a little sterner with my delivery to my child cuz I'm trying to get you to understand this is what I'm te- this is what I need you to do. Well, for them that's disrespect. Cuz he got loud and I as a manager I had to get loud. And if I want to get my job done, I got to be a little bit more sterner. So but yet again, technology has kind of given them that mindset, don't let nobody disrespect you. Don't let nobody step on you. Man, Man, he, he disrespect me in his tone. Man, do you know how many times my daddy disrespected me? Yeah, and I
2: think that's such a key to what you're saying is, you know, technology has created absentee parents um, and families just in general have been just broken apart over the years. And so there was nobody to push those guys. And that's the the hard part about it is that everybody wants, because of technology, because of this instant gratification society that we're in, you know, I'm going to pay with a credit card. You know, I prefer to pay everything with cash as much as I can because I see something leave my hand and something less come back to me. And I know that's gone. Uh, and I may have a product for it, but that money's gone. And everybody just goes and goes and goes. And there's no there's no realization of what is actually happening. And so no parents, no nobody that's ever challenged them. Um, and it's exactly what you're saying. You know, your dad would get on to you. And that became part of your character growing up. And I just don't see that much anymore, unfortunately. I put in war, you can win when you get your enemy all into one place. And in technology, we're all gathered in one place you know we're all tied into it mm-hmm. and that's that's the thing i think that is kind of the the disturbing part of it which kind of is a little bit alarming <laughs> There's a lot of brain studies that have been done about the, the dopamine that gets released just from receiving likes from something that you posted. That is, the I mean, we talk about drug use. We talk about all kinds of stuff. That is one of the most addictive things is dopamine. Oh, yeah. And, you know, it, it always leads me to the discussion of did they know what they were doing when they unleashed it? You know, that's what I've always wondered. Yes, is, they did. Oh, is this just going to be this great thing where you can, you know, check out friends' pictures of your friends and share pictures with your friends, or did they know that it would play right into the brain? Because here's what happens.
3: I don't think it started off that way. Yeah, but that's where it went to.
2: Well, here's the picture that I've always had, and I learned this a few years ago. Like, if you picture you you live in some place where it snows a lot, like a lot, a lot, and you you get that first big snow, you open your front door and there's four feet of snow to your mailbox. You're gonna trudge through that snow. You're gonna get to your mailbox you're going to trudge back and you keep doing that for a month and that's going to get worn down it's going to get easy to go there that's what your brain does on this stuff it finds the easiest the least the path of least resistance and goes there so that's why you start going why do i even have my phone in my hand and i'm just looking at it that's that's why it is it's a chemical reaction in your brain and it has enslaved billions of people And that's even people like us who knows- I'm one of them. Yeah, it knows what it was like before, but now you're like, I'm stuck in this. I can't imagine like you're talking about, you're talking about with teenagers, kids that have been on this since day one.
3: That's where their relationship is. He's not holding her hand. He's not opening the door for her. He's not telling her how precious he's she not, is. He's not buying her things. And, and you know, I love rap music. You know what our kids are listening to? I mean, I got to liking rap by because my kids play it all the time. So And I hear the lyrics. And Zachary, of all my kids, Zachary... Uh, he lives that lifestyle. He loves that lifestyle. It's just the way he is. Uh, he's 30 years old. He's been in in and out of jail 28 times. He loves to fist fight, loves to drink beer, party down, son. It don't matter. He's good to go. And he backs it all up. I, have you ever met Zachary yet, oh, Joe? Yeah. I met him a few times. Yeah. yeah, 6'4", 220 pounds. I mean, he loves to get after it. You know what I'm saying with the women, with the drugs, with the alcohol, with the with the fighting, and uh, but now he's a hard worker. You know, I mean Zachary get out there and and uh, John can tell you we work our average day is ten to twelve hours, mm-hmm. and uh, now my guys make their money by you know they make a lot of money because they work a lot of hours. You know, uh, they don't let you know they don't they don't let that sixty five hours. Every seven days, go by that. They're working it.
1: Me as a dad, though, when I go get her, she never opens the door for herself. My daughter go round into that car, and she'll stand there. Until Daddy open that door, I told well, him. Well, you setting
3: a standard for. Her.
1: Yeah, you you stand there until Daddy open that door, and sure. if any guy you meet, when he if he take you out, you go stand there in that door. That's right. He gonna open that door for you. And you and if he if if he really wants, because I told her, I said look, look at you. I mean, you're a nice looking girl. You don't have nothing to offer. You ain't got no 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 big job. You don't drive no Lexus. So what what all you think you gonna offer him? He ain't got number one thing to offer. Right. Yourself. I've been here. I've been, man, you know, me at 15, 14 years old, oh man. Playing ball, that's all I was after. I didn't care. I didn't care if she had feet. Yeah. It was one thing that I was looking for. Bible says it's best. He said one man planted, another man water, but God get the increase. So whatever we plant today, you just plant. It ain't just her watching. It's the neighbor's kid. That's dad is gone learning a little bit from you how the man's supposed to treat me. See, cause when all her when all her friends go and I take them out to the Andrettis, don't none of them get in the car. Cause my daughter tell them, don't open that door to my to come over. <laughs> See, that's, now, that's, they ain't that's, never had that done, but it's that feel of, of a man open the door for me. See that? It's, it's like, it's like, it's like riding a bicycle. How 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 three of you was on that first ride. This is where it is, these girls. They never had it. And I'm telling you, man. I, I went to. Uh, and I'm gonna say this. I was in uh, Philadelphia. I was training in the ministry one year, and uh, they were they had like these these plates that, that you give people like if the, if the house burn up, and then they give you food. And it's a uh, white chick. Black chick. I took the bag out there. She, the black girl got ready to get in the car. I ran around, opened the door, put it in. Boom. White girl's finna get in the car. I ran. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I put it in. So she said, "Uh, she said, let me. She said, um, I want to ask you something. Uh, she said, uh, can I take you home with me?" And she says to me, "I said, well, why did you say that?" She said. I'm 34 years old and a man has never opened a card door for me. Now listen, I planted a seed that day though. See? Set expectations. So expectation. She, 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 she expected more than out of a man now. You raised her standard. That's, that, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that's what we have to do. It may, it may look like it's not doing no good, it's not working, but that ain't for you. One man planted Another man water. He'll get an increase.